0: And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: Gabriella Balcom won the right to have a novel published by Clarendon House Publishing when one of her stories was voted best in the anthology in which it appeared. Her book, On the Wings of Ideas, came out following this. What's your favorite genre? Fantasy? Horror? sci-fi romance literary fiction this multi-genre collection of short stories includes all of that and more and has something for everyone gabriella's stories will alternately move you and bring you to tears captivate or horrify you and have you on the edge of your seat don't miss out be sure to get a copy today Submissions are now open until August 1st for the Sweetie Cat Press Anthology, The Whole Wide World. The submissions should be episodes of no more than 3,000 words and as few as 50 words about the worldwide adventures of Detective Curly Knucklewad and his assistant, Miss Wanda Wowzer as they go on a manhunt for the unknown thief of the limp noodle sauce recipe stolen from the secret government food laboratory in San Francisco. Submission guidelines are in the blog section of the Sweetie Cat Press website at SweetieCatPress.com That's SweetieCatPress.com S W E E T Y C A T P R E S dot com Gabriella Balcom's thrilling sci-fi novella, The Return. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay that way. Although it's the year 2027, most of the facility's research is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd clamor for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. By the time 2030 arrives... Researchers have worked for a while with feline service units and human replicas, HRs, who are virtual prisoners with no rights. More and more of them are dying and they long for freedom. Surprisingly, one of the top scientists isn't happy with the status quo either. Tensions are mounting and things are not as they appear.
2: Summertime is here, and the best way to beat the heat is with these great deals at mythmark.com. Join the adventure with sisters Emma and Olivia as they journey through the land of imagination in search of Yoon, the magical unicorn, in David K. Montoya's The Missing Unicorn and the Land of the Zombie Fairies. Or travel with poet Christopher Weiss as he shares his thoughts on love, death, inspiration, and madness in escaping the darkness running from my dreams. If fantasy romance is more your speed, join Celeste and Merrick as they figure out how to defeat the evil Wren doll while they figure out the plans of the elders in Stephanie J. Vardy's The Chosen. Like comic books, we got them too. Hot off the press is American Smash by Alan Russo and David K. Montoya for 4 dollars Or enjoy our older releases like The Hunter's Exodus for only 2 dollars also just in time for the summer are these other hot deals like Zoe M. Montoya's Uni Whale t-shirt, blue for boys and pink for girls, only 33 dollars or Lupus Bits the Podcast shirt for $27.99. For all our art lovers, we have something for you too with our prints and lithographs. Check out the Ed Bickford collection for $15 each or enjoy the art of Vincent May for $15. We have everything you'll need to stay inside and beat the summertime heat at mythmart.com. For more information, go to www.mythmart.com, call us at 870-557-2612, or email sales at mythmart.com. And now, enjoy this free JSO Modcast Show.
3: Hello, and welcome to my public life as an American nerd. I am Eddie. I'm here with two guests, Cat Atomic and Lauren Kurtz, Copper Top Ink. And Cat Atomic is by Cat Atomic. They're two uh, artists that are local artists. Hello, guys. Hello. How are you guys doing? <laughs>
4: We're <They're-> good.
3: <laughs> How are you, Cat? I'm good. That's good. Um, You guys are going to appear at Scarefair on October 30th. Uh, It's an event that we're having up in Victorville, California, at the San Bernardino Fairgrounds. And I want to invite these two on to my podcast to uh, get a little glimpse into uh, their art and uh, their lives and kind of introduce them before the, the show. Now, you are both artists. Kat, how long have you been doing art?
0: Well, uh, basically it started when I was in high school. Like I took all the art classes and basically at the end of high school, when it came time to apply to college, I actually wanted to apply to art school and then ultimately kind of made the decision to go the traditional college route. Um, So I kind of took a really long hiatus from art. And then basically during the pandemic, when the boredom, the boredom was high I just started drawing and I started drawing a lot and I realized that that's still like a passion that I had that I hadn't forgotten about and sort of the birth of my store and my my art kind of it all started last year basically
3: now did you go to an art school an art college
4: no I wanted to though
3: okay and Lauren how did you get started um kind of similar I
4: well, I've drew since I was a little little kid and um, I drew for a lot of years and I went to uh, like an art college well El Camino College for like a short time and I kind of got discouraged and I'm not saying anything about art school I think art school is great but I got very discouraged and so I (laughs) I quit So, I was an art school dropout and uh, I decided that I wanted to do something different. And so, I got into makeup. So, I did makeup for years and years. With that, I kind of learned how to do like little things called face charts and add makeup to paper, things like that. And then, I thought it would be kind of fun just to see what it would look like to put makeup on, maybe a little character. And then I started drawing again because I stopped drawing for a really long time. And then that kind of caught on a little bit. And so I've been this kind of decided to make art a whole job. So
3: now I am. <laughs> when you guys have like a specific style of art or a specific uh, liking to drawing specific characters, specific ways, does the art school kind of like ruin that muse?
4: for me a, for, again everyone's story is different for me i you know i'm i'm more like a lot of my characters have like rounded edges and it's very and so when i went to school the teacher would tell me i'm not i'm doing it wrong it needs yeah. to be this way and it kind of like well the art, i just got meh, turned off from it
3: yeah how about <laughs> you I, for, oh
4: sorry
3: i was gonna say how about you for for you Cat?
0: And see, I wanted to actually go into architecture, which is kind of opposite of what Lauren's saying. Like she was saying how her <laughs> did edges and it's all like cartoony. I think I was like, I want hard lines. I want to go into architecture, like shadows, you know, perspective, things like that. So I guess like where I've where I started and the style that I started with is actually much more like rigid and I guess like by the book. Um, so I actually, I agree with what you said about it stifling some of the creativity where sometimes I just want to do like whatever. And then, you know, you remember of like, well, that's not how it's supposed to be. Or like, that's not, that's not how you were taught or that's not, you know, the the correct way to
3: do. I I remember being in high school and taking mechanical Mm -hmm. drafting. Then after mechanical drafting was architecture drafting. I took both of those for three years. And uh, when you're drawing lines, it has to be precise, straight lines. So when I started getting into art, which I'm a horrible artist, but I drew abstract, but I drew a lot of straight lines. There's a lot of uh, edges that were very straight and structured. So my, even though it was abstract, it was very straight and structured. uh, Like we used to do our our mechanically draft uh, cars. And cars have very straight lines stuff like that so my inspiration I would try to draw but it wouldn't come out I rather could be the art collector than artist and uh, I collected (laughs) so much Kat did you start as a a young child as well
0: uh yeah like uh I remember I really got into drawing comic books when I was like a freshman sophomore in high Uh school like I, I remember I stopped a little bit in the middle of high school because like I took I took all the advanced classes and stuff and it got busy, but I really wanted to again with the straight lines. I like drawing panels.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so I enjoyed the like little like the drawing little panels and just little characters, but I think it was it was very like basic. Did you know.
3: have did you create your own characters?
0: Yes. They were based oh. on my friends.
4: <laughs> oh
3: cool. that's cool. And what about you, Lauren? Uh, what type of characters did you draw when you were younger? Um,
4: well, I used to back when uh, it was like VHS tapes, so I used <laughs> to put in my, uh, <laughs> I used to put in my, you know, Disney, you know, those those soft cover movies I used to have in the '90s. You know, so I used to pop in my little VHS, and if there was a scene in a particular Disney movie that I wanted to draw or a character. Or positioning that I like, I would pause my <laughs> my VHS my VHS tape, and I would draw from what I saw on the TV, and that's what I would do. I mean, all day long, <laughs> just that's what I did. <laughs>
3: and Now today, do you guys have any who, who inspires you today um, when you're drawing? Is there any specific artist that uh, inspires you that to draw like them or to be unique like them?
0: I'll be honest yeah. and say I'm terrible when it comes to knowing artist names. But I I kind, I kind, still do a lot of black and white. Like, mm. that's where it started. And I'll be honest and say maybe that was partially out of insecurity about color. But, you know, since then, I've kind of played with color, you know, explored with color. And I still very much like just black and white. So, if anything, I like that old school comic book style and just... I don't know. I think it it challenges you a little bit more. Just me personally of like, all right, what can you accomplish with just black and white, you know, like shadows, Mm -hmm. lines, things like that. So it's, I think that's like a personal like challenge too. keeps it interesting for myself.
3: Uh,
4: It's so funny how (laughs) we have two completely different styles and that's why I love it. Um, So, you know, I like the bright colors, (laughs) you know, i I get inspired by a lot of different things. Definitely like the old the old cartoons, the old Disney, like I don't know if there's a certain word for it, but that really scratchy kind of sixties style that the they used to, I'm I just oh, I love it so much. And I think that's what inspires me quite a bit. But I I like, you know, cat too, because I think that is a challenge to do all black and white and i my brain just doesn't work that way i could try all day but i couldn't do it either (laughs) but yeah it's um i think that's what inspires me just those bright color cartoon kind of styles
3: now i'm gonna share something with the viewers now um this is both on spotify uh itunes um and YouTube and our own channel. For those of you that can't see, I have a website up and it's um, bykatomic, B-Y-K-A-T-A-T-O-M-I-C.com. Now this is your art here, Kat, um, which I wanted to pull up and show some of the viewers and uh, show some of your art off because I think you have fantastic art. Let's see. If you go to
0: collections and click art, uh, I think art print or no, no, no. Sorry. Shop and then art. Print.
3: Shop. Yes.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Because that's just my new stuff. Okay. There you go.
3: There you go. Some of it is um, is dark. I noticed that you kind of follow a lot of um, Tim Burton style of uh, of art. You like to draw Tim Burton quite a bit. Um, you have your own cell as well. Are, um, and I noticed some of your art being, um, Mars attacks like that sort of creepy vibe, but kind of like exotic, I guess. like,
0: say. I know what you're talking about. Like, I, I, with all of the news coming out about like aliens and UFOs, there's a heavy hand of just like out of this world, like what is out there, kind of like psychedelic vibe that i incorporate sometimes so that's definitely a little bit there um and just like that travel theme so i like i love old postcards i actually have like that little case behind me is a collection of old oh, okay. postcards. uh and i i like i guess this collection came out of like what if we could redo old school postcards today
3: I notice um, what you're doing today. You're releasing some of the states, kind of like the travel states, with your art as well. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that was actually amazing. I started on TikTok because I'm an old, I'm, I'm a late TikTok adopter. And I was reached out to by Dark Mother Clothing, whose name is also Lauren, not Lauren who is here, different Lauren. And we just started talking and I am collaborating with her brand, her store, and we are going to release um, eventually down the line a collection of t-shirts, stickers of like different spooky urban legends and uh, like I guess the theme is Urban Legends, Haunted Spots, and things like that from the 50s states because we both are. That's so really, cool. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. So, so it's,
3: it's, it's going to be new work applied to the clothing company.
0: Yeah, so it will be released not under me. It will be released under Dark Mother Clothing.
3: That is so cool. Yeah. Now, Lauren's page is Copper Top Ink. That's C-O-P-P-E-R-T-O-P-I-N-K an in ink.com now this is some of your your work here now you have clothing on your on your site as well
4: I do that was with my collab with the oblong box shop
3: That is so yeah. cute now yeah. you get, you kind of see that um, like I said classic Disney type uh, feel to some of your art I just love what you what you did. To a lot of the characters and kind of, and you can see the curvature that you look, that you like and enjoy (laughs) in a lot of this artwork, the way that you explained it.
4: Yes, definitely more rounded shapes and. (laughs) And It looks alive. It's very flowy.
3: Now these three, these three right here are pretty new, aren't they? Um,
4: Yeah, um, I just did a little update.
3: (laughs) We have Princess and the Frog collection from her, and this is going to be a new release for you.
4: Yeah, so um, I'm actually going to have a lot of these at your show, especially Halloween kind of darker prints that I have. But I'll be adding a lot of new stuff, a lot of new stuff. But I'm still working on it.
3: <laughs> coming up in October, right? Yeah, or beforehand. No, uh, Kat, you have some uh, new art as well coming out early August.
0: Yes. So uh, fall line. Yeah, so I basic, I have like a shop update happening uh, August 1st because uh, I recently just had a couple of things sell out. I'm getting the restock in. I actually have new pins that are going to be released on August 1st. But then my more Halloween-focused, more robust drop, which is also going to be uh, what I bring to your shop or to your... Um, expo. Sorry, event expo, <laughs> yeah, uh, is going to happen in September. So a little bit longer for that, but same i'm gonna
3: have a lot of new art now lauren you're working on a, a 2021 summer line and it's ink mm-hmm. garden
4: yeah it came out with a little copper top ink garden collection these little i was sitting in my backyard and just started creating little characters that were in my backyard like little flowers little plants and things and it people really liked it so i was like okay so i kind of made a whole set that i'll be launching in august yeah. as well
3: it's pretty creative um, the way you have the cactus and other yes. plants. Uh, you gave it's, them life. Uh,
4: yeah, it's funny what you'll do in quarantine. You <laughs> <laughs> have nothing else to do. Yeah, you're like, what else is back here? Yeah. So yeah. it it's a very limited edition set. So I'm excited. <laughs> so
3: speaking of quarantine, did quarantine actually inspire you to? come out with new designs or or did you feel frustrated because there's nothing else to do and you had to come out with new designs because you're just dealing with either being alone or being stuck in your house
4: well for me i have always worked from home so it was kind of like that wasn't really that,
3: yeah.
4: it was kind of the same for me the only difference is you know i can really go out on the weekend. I couldn't like go to a restaurant and like separate myself from being home all day so that part of it was very frustrating but for the most part it was kind of the same same thing
3: (laughs) what about you Kat did you have any new inspirations during the quarantine
0: yeah so one of the first drawings that i did just when I started drawing again, like during the pandemic was actually like one of those old school pandemic doctor masks. Oh yeah,
3: I love them. The, um, doc, the, like a death doctor.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, like, so I had that, that was basically the first drawing that I, I did during quarantine just to be like, oh, do I, do I still remember how to draw 10 years later? And that's sort of how it started. So I guess, yes, very much influenced by the pandemic. But then I didn't really want to go too, too, like, dark with it and just, you know, go, go full in on, like, pandemic theme because I think people just, you know, wanted to escape that. That's, that's when I was like, how, what else do you like? And that's when, um, yeah, the Tim Burton stuff happened. And I was like, let's just draw some Tim Burton fan art. Yeah. and. Even though like I watch a lot of Tim Burton and I def like I I like it, I just don't think I could do only like Tim Burton fan art. Like, right. <laughs> that can't be my whole thing.
3: <laughs> you done expos before or events before, right, Lauren? Mm-hmm. And the pandemic kind of put you out of going out and spin. How many how long since your last expo?
4: Oh gosh, the last one was right before the shutdown. I think like early 2020 so like we're talking right before I did a um I did like a expo at the state footwear boutique in Lamita, and that was my last one and then it was over yeah
3: and you like to do commissions of people where they sit down and you draw them Mm
4: -hmm. yeah so that that definitely became a thing that I that I do offer and I got that start I was hired by NARS Cosmetic, uh, 2018 I would go to Sephora and I'd draw the clients when they would purchase like a lipstick or you know whatever so that kind of was like oh this would be fun to do it all of my vending events so then I started doing Dapper Day so people would basically just come sit with me and I draw a little they get like a little five by seven of their portrait done so I'll be doing that at your show as well
3: great that'd be awesome for the um yeah. fans did you ever uh think about doing that professionally at like knots or um disneyland or one of those type of amusement parks yeah. where you're stuck I mean, there
4: i don't know <laughs> that sounds like a commitment yeah i mean i've i've sat there i mean with dapper day i mean i sat there for i would have to do it in in like shifts and that alone was a lot of work so i mean I mean, I'd be down to try, but I don't know yet. Maybe in the future.
3: And Kat, Kat you, <laughs> you've never done the event.
0: No, I like I'm no stranger to various just events through like jobs that I've had. Like I used to work at the YMCA once upon a time and like we did little like pop up events. But um, no, like this is the first time that it'll just be like me and my stuff. And yeah, it's, and I'm, I'm super nervous. Like I'm really, I'm more excited than anything, but it, it's my first time.
3: That's great. And I'm glad that you guys are, both of you guys are doing scare for, uh, especially for your first time cat. We're excited mm-hmm. for having you as well. Getting back to uh, Lauren with your, your like for Disney. Is, is there any type of movies uh, that you like to besides disney that you like to create your art f- wherever you get your influence from any other movies any other genres of movies
4: i mean i'm also very inspired about like the old hollywood monsters so you know like your classic movie monsters are my favorite as well i've drawn the creature a few times bride of frankenstein a ton of times um and
3: you did a poodle of the Bride of frankenstein Oh, what was that yes yeah, see do you actually yes she drew a poodle as the yes and that's yeah. <laughs> that's what we have on on uh for your logo for, yes. for yes
4: yes yes and she's my favorite but yeah i get inspired by a lot of things because i do i'm a huge fan of horror. so anything that you know it's kind of ha- i have the two i have my Love of Disney, but I also really love the horror side too. So I'm I'm a little bit everywhere. Definitely.
3: What about, you, what about you, Kat? I know you talked about Tim Burton, and we talked a little bit about that. But is there anywhere else you get your inspiration from, as far as movies are concerned?
0: Yeah, so I definitely agree with Lauren on the all all the old Hollywood movies, but I think. What I'm inspired by isn't more, isn't like a movie, but I guess it's like a time. But that, like, 1960s, like, early Cold War, like, atomic era where, like, you know, the technology is very, like, space-oriented and, you know, just time of uncertainty. But, like, uh, retrofuturism, essentially. But just that whole vibe is very much what inspires me. Just because there's a mix of vintage, there's a mix of, like, space, and I can still use all that architecture background for all the lines but yeah
3: that's an that's, era of mystery to that, was a, that was a that's a real interesting era being the 50s and uh there's an era where like mars attack and not mars attacks but that similar concept of um aliens coming to earth or mm-hmm. even the atomic era with the atomic bomb and stuff like that and bunkers and stuff like that i remember going to disney um during that the 70s when I was a child and um, they used to have um, several uh, rides and they had a people mover ride and you get on it and it take you through the different eras through the park they don't have it anymore they have the track that overheads but doesn't have the actual people mover cart and then they have to rock it and the rocket was up on top of the pizza place that they have there and the rocket would be higher than the rocket they have now and it it was kind of like a a rocket that you'd see back in the 50s uh that style rocket as well i i know that era that you're talking about and it's it's very uh weird to see that that type of artwork back then Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's
0: I, I know exactly which rides you're talking about because I went yeah. to land once, like early '90s. And it's like I know that track and I know that rocket.
4: And yeah. I miss it. You can't ride it anymore.
3: There's I miss the, the
4: people mover.
3: They, they actually, they actually have a movie with Dennis Quaid and Martin Short, I believe, and it's called InterSpace. And it's I've where <laughs> one one uh, guy's an astronaut and he gets shrunk down and goes inside another man's body, and that ride was uh, that that movie was influenced by the ride from Disney called Inner Space, where you go through and so our Star Tours is now, and you yeah. go through in a little cart, a little buggy like the buggy from the Hound Mansion, and you go through somebody's body. <laughs> You're inside. You see his cells and his skeleton and everything else. And you actually, they, they wanted to make it like you shrunken down and then go through this guy's body. And they had that same type of concept in art that was from the 50s as well. Oh, those were those are awesome rides i mean i could remember that i'm much older than you guys but a lot of that, that that's when i don't know the e ticket i don't know if you guys remember even remember tickets i don't Back remember at that. yeah we used to have a booklet and it was a the a booklet right And you have g you have e you have C, you have D. I don't remember which lands were what but You'd have a ticket for um, Space Mine or or you'd have a ticket for Haunted Mansion. And once that ticket was gone, you can't ride it anymore, because oh. you didn't have the ticket. Out the your book would be depleted of your rights. Mm-hmm. Or now you can go on if you have the time to go on a ride over and over again. Yeah, Disney, oh. Disney's so fun. I miss Disney. Um, we yeah. had we have had uh, the passes for a couple of years as family and and last year when they um because of COVID they shut down uh at the end of the year they just got rid of our passes and they're they they still haven't posted when they're going to bring passes back huh right
4: well i think they're going to bring it back but it's just not going to be the same it's yeah. going to be something completely different i've had my pass since i was oh my guy like 18. yeah Long I've had, time
3: ago. Yeah, I've had the passes so in and in life. Yeah. Yeah. Anything parks that you guys really miss since the pandemic besides the Disney?
4: Oh.
0: I I used to have Disney annual pass a few times. Like I'll be honest and say super unpopular opinion. I know I'm not like ultra diehard Disney. Like I'm <laughs> I I when I had the annual passes we definitely like went as many times as humanly possible. You know, but with the passes you kind of had that freedom just like leave if you got bored or leave if it got like crazy busy Mm -hmm. um so i definitely miss that but i think until either passes come back or until they get like their ticket situation squared away i think i'm gonna take a break from disney for a little bit that's how we are right now
3: (laughs) um you you guys are gonna be shocked at the reason i got passes uh the first time i got passes the reason why and this is the nerd in me i used to collect (laughs) pins pins that you wear like these kind of pins i used to collect especially roger rabbit pins and um this is one of jessica rabbit's pins
4: oh that's cute, that's cute. okay
3: that is one jessica rabbit's pins and i used to go to the park and when they would release the pins they would release them twice a week and they would have announcements of when their pins were going to release what pin style they're going to release and you could go in the park an hour early if you're a pin collector and just go get your pins and then go on rights. And I was a pen collector. So I used to go like almost every week just to collect pins. Yeah. And I I still (laughs) have a lot of pins and I stopped collecting pins and I stopped getting the passes up until the moment when I had younger children. Then now I take them and they get pins. I don't collect pins as much as I used to, but yeah, I was a pin collector back then. (laughs) 11 years ago and before. So I have a lot of Roger Rabbit pins. Who else? Uh, Chip and Dale pins. And I have Chip and Dale pins. Uh, I have some that I traded from Japan. And those are really, okay. really cute pins. Yeah.
4: That's cool. Yeah,
3: But um, my collection, uh, two books. Well, I, I transferred the pins to these big billboards. So I have four billboards full of pins. These giant oh boards fill, just fill the pins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that was my reasoning to get the passes. Um,
4: well, that makes perfect sense.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what what type of music do you guys listen to? Um, I always ask this because I, I'm a big music fan. But are you inspired by music in any way?
4: So, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was
0: going to say, I, I was like a big metal head <laughs> in, in high school. So like I'm talking like Slipknot, Lamb of God, like the, the like the metal metal stuff. So I went to all those concerts like in high school and then just like over time, I, I don't know, you know, the bands themselves kind of change and, you know, you kind of listen to different music. So I think like just alternative like rock generally is my favorite. Eventually, I'll go back to concerts but i'm not ready yet i know they're they're happening like they're Aww. starting to happen but like we're not ready so
3: so the 90s were your is is the music that you really enjoyed the the 90s music correct like uh, and like horn. 80s New Wave. oh 80s New Wave. yeah that's where i grew up that's a, my, my, <laughs> my 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 teens what about mm-hmm. you lauren
4: um well, well lately when i work it's a lot of <laughs> it's funny i'm back in the day it was a lot of like when hardcore was a thing, right? 2002, it was like a thing to go to all those shows. And now I'm going to be 37. And when I work, I listen to murder podcast for hours. And I, (laughs) hours, hours.
3: We we got to get into that topic.
4: (laughs) And then uh, music wise, I am like, Lately it's been a lot of sixties, a lot of seventies, and then I hopped to like forties, eight I'm like kinda of a little bit all over the place. It just depends like what I'm feeling that day. And if I have a lot of work to do, it's probably like sixties, seventies type music because I get really easily distracted. That's my problem. So I have to have just something in the background.
3: Like One of the bands that we're having play at uh Scarefare, their name is Roadwork. No, they're music is kind of unique but they sound very good they're a cover band but cover various bands um they go from the 70s 80s 90s but they primarily um do a lot of 90s music like disturbed oh and rage against Dude. machine I have never heard um, a cover by rage by any other bands but they do rage against machine pretty good and um, some other bands but they're gonna be starting off. Uh, scare for at 5 30 and then at nighttime we're gonna have a rob zombie uh cover band uh american zombie so the oh, cool. the two bands together God. are gonna sound awesome but especially mm-hmm. world work with their um their covers of different genres of music and the 90s really is what they do good with yeah you talked about murder podcasts <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? no i okay i fall. i i i'll be honest with you, i fall asleep fall literally fall asleep with the headphones really? on my head listening to murder podcasts and i will listen <laughs> to um different type what, what podcasts do you listen to
4: oh my gosh you're okay okay so of course it's my favorite murder and then i listen to so i listen to different things so my favorite murder i listen to 2020 <laughs> <laughs> I the dateline i listened to uh there's another one that i've just started it's called like Vanish over to i'm waiting for the next ones but radio rental is amazing
1: radio and it's rental. like
4: radio rental and then there's another one called Spook, and they are my two top favorite ones because they it's basically just people talking about their scary stories and like Weird things that happen to them. It's they're my ultimate favorite.
3: Did you say spooked? Spooked.
4: It's called Spooked. Okay. And the other one's called Radio Rental.
3: You never and heard of Morbid?
4: I've heard of Morbid. I think I started it. See, I'm all, I'm, yeah, I'm all. Yeah,
3: Morbid <laughs> is these two girls from, uh, I want to say Boston because that's where they mainly do their shows, but from Massachusetts. Um, but they, do some very horrible murders, and and but the thing about them is they're laughing the entire time, and oh, so they're, it's they're, like yeah, yeah, and they're funny, they're very funny, and from the moment you start, they 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 go just giggling and laughing, and they get a lot of hate because uh, people think they're laughing about the murder, and they're actually. They make fun of the murderer himself, how stupid he is, and how, how, you know, stuff like that. Um, Yeah. But Morbid is one that I like, and um, the other one is Crime Junkies.
4: I do listen to Crime That's the other one, Crime Junkies. They're more serious.
3: Yeah. I try to get... Oh,
4: and there's a... Yeah. Okay, wait. Now I'm going to forget their name. I'm bad at names.
3: (laughs) I try to get one of either Morbid or Crime Junkies to come to Scarefare and couldn't get them, but we have... The Taki horror picture, uh, the Taki horror uh, podcast show, and those girls oh, nice. are funny. They, they, I don't know if you've seen the commercials that they've done. They've done two podcasts already, and they're going to do the Scream King contest. So oh, they're going to do a live podcast there at the event. Too bad that we all are like going to so be fun. working while they're doing that. I
4: know but, we're going to hear them hopefully. <laughs>
3: so um, they're going to do a live uh, podcast there at um, in the other building as well. Do you listen to podcasts at all, uh, Kat?
0: Like, yes and no. I'm not really dedicated to anyone in particular. So, like, I've definitely watched a whole lot of Bailey Sarian on YouTube because Uh I like makeup. I like murder mystery. All of that. (laughs) Um, But but I think, like, I don't I'm more like video based, I guess. Like, I, I can't, like, just listen to it. Like, every here and there, I feel like I need to refer to a video. So I basically it's like whatever I find on YouTube it's like yeah. if somebody is covering something I'm interested in, I'm like, oh, let's try them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's
3: weird about um, podcasts is that a lot of them are audio-based. And um, Joe Rogan, I, I've i liked him ever since he started with news radio. And I followed his career on, on his old career path. But when he launched his uh, podcast, I started listening to it. He has some good guests, but now he has even better guests. The other day he had Quentin Tarantino on, and that to me. but. With his podcast, even though they're on Spotify, when you click it, it's a video. So mm-hmm. his is, oh. you can see his podcast, they're on Spotify, which you can't anybody else, but that's wow. why they're paying him. I think he's the highest paid podcaster, I think $700 million about- Yeah, yeah wow. to do a podcast. Wow. And and he moved to Texas to do them there because he wanted out of California. So, yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey, it's expensive but i like it over here
4: <laughs>
3: yeah but morbid is is one of my favorites um i, I love to to the girls to
4: yeah i forgot about the two and then there's jensen and holes and the first degree 1st those they're also good the first degree and jensen and holes yeah they're a great great podcast yeah are
3: what are your other hobbies either of you
0: so I'm like, my, my hobby is my business. <laughs> and that's just because like, I, so, you know, I, I make art. That, that's the drawing side of it. Drawing to me takes time. And then there's the whole business part of it, which is like making things, you know, printing the art prints, putting everything in the pretty packaging. So I wish I could say I have a whole lot of other hobbies, but I really, I really don't. <laughs> Most of my free time is just back into business. If I have free time and I'm like, ooh, I have no orders to send out or I have nothing that's like due, then I'm probably either drawing something next, which is why sometimes mm-hmm. I don't release artwork for maybe like a week or two or like two weeks. I know like Lauren and other artists, they, like, you know, they regularly post artwork and I'm just so jealous. Like, I wish I could do that, but like, <laughs> I, I just can't like I'm, I t- it takes me time.
3: No, you and Lauren knew each other, right? Before this podcast, you guys are friends. Mm-hmm.
0: I I was brave, and I was like, Lauren, I met you on the internet, but can we get lunch? Because I think we both live in LA. Yeah. <laughs> so she, did. she asked me out. <laughs> I was brave. I was like, I, I met so many cool people over the pandemic. And I think before I was always just like, no, internet people are internet people. (laughs) Like I can like follow them and whatever, but they're just like internet people. But like, I just started talking to a lot of people over the pandemic who were either artists or just like, you know, interested in the same stuff as me. And I definitely like, I've met other people from the internet, like other than Lauren, but Lauren is like my, my first artist person that I've met. I know it was
4: really fun. Like to like meet people that you chatted with for so long and then you get to like meet in person and just chat it's just the best
3: yeah we talked a little bit about that uh before we came live uh, about um how you talk to somebody for so long on the internet and then when you come to meet them you never saw their face or or really Mm -hmm. um knew them but a lot of people are shocked to see what I look like when when we meet in person or, or we meet here on, on the podcast, Lauren. With with you, I've been I've been trying to get your okay. I'm I'm doing Scarefare, a, a spooky event, so I'm looking up artists that have that um, little bit of spookiness to them. And I found your art. Your art's not truly spooky, mm-hmm. but you have some of that spookiness in your art as well. Mm-hmm. So I came across you and it took me a long time to convince you to come to Scarefair. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it did.
3: Is, is there, is you, there... did
4: not, you did not give up either.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why was On that? A,
4: I was so nervous because first off, I I haven't done any events at all since the shutdown. And i was just so like well i don't know i don't know should i do that because i was like should i just take this year off again so i took last year off obviously nothing was open and then this year i'm like should i just take it off but then like you're just so nice (laughs) 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 and like so convincing and i was like you know what i I think this. this sounds like fun
3: I think that's why people um, perceive me different is because my attitude when I speak to them, my punctuation is right on, my um, thank yous and my politeness is always on. But when they they meet me, they're like, whoa, you're not know the guy I was writing to this whole time. Um, no, no. I was following your, your art as well, Kat. I, I think I sent you an initial email, but after that, I didn't send you anything. Um, but Lauren, you told me that you were a friend of Kat's and I think mm. you said, um, have you hit her up or see if she wants to do the <laughs> event. And also sudden I got a message from Kat. Yeah. <laughs> saying,
0: <laughs> Lauren and I were talking. Okay. So I, it was one of my goals to do a event during the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, like I last year when I first like started the shop, you know, I'm I'm very bad with like long term planning, being honest. But with with this, since like I love my art and like my growing my business, I I actually have goals. So one of my goals was to do a in person event this summer, and then with 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 COVID being as it is, I'm glad that I didn't sign up for anything, even though I was looking. Yeah. So when Lauren and I were just kind of brainstorming, like, what do you think? Because I don't I don't know if you've signed up for anything recently either. but we were just kind of talking back and forth. And then your event, like she recommended your event to me. And I like that it was in October and then I could still kind of fulfill my commitment to self to do an mm-hmm. event this year, <laughs> but to still um, but to take the summer off because now, like, I don't know, L.A. has to wear masks again. So yeah, I'm going crazy. Um, So we'll see where we're at in October, but at least it's not in the frenzy time of the summer where I think everyone. Yeah, going
3: to the events right now, it Mm -hmm. is scary. Um, My wife got COVID back in uh, the beginning of November last year. She had it for two weeks. She was hospitalized. They wanted to put her on a ventilation machine. And I said, no, absolutely not. Do not put her on one. Um, her oxygen was down to 65, I believe, which is very bad. That's and um, so they kept calling me like every day. Can we put her on a ventilator? And I absolutely said, no, don't do it. Just let her. She will do better day by day. And she she recovered. But it, it pretty much damaged her lungs. And I don't, okay, I was in, I was in the hospital just, a week before she was but i tore my ligaments or no my my quadricep in my right leg just a fluke freaking accident and i tore my quadricep and my doctor said you have to go to the hospital i said i'm not going to a hospital right now he said you have to uh you're you got a torn a torn muscle you have to go so um he called the emergency room doctor The doctor admitted me right away when i went to that hospital nobody was wearing a mask you're talking about november the high point of COVID last year and nobody in the hospital, not a doctor, not a nurse was wearing a mask.
1: Nobody?
3: Nobody. And they're coming in and out of my room. So I go, okay, maybe uh, COVID doesn't exist here, I guess. I don't know. So I wasn't really wearing a mask, but I was sitting in bed just in confidence of what they were doing. And then five days after I, I was in the hospital, I got released and I came home. Three days after I got home, she started developing a cold. What sounded like bronchitis. And I was like, take something. I don't know what's going on. And she was getting very, very sick. Within five days, she was hospitalized. So, oh. the, and she never goes anywhere. She did not leave the house once that entire year. So it must have been something that I got that I got COVID first, but it did not affect me as bad as it affected her then. It affected her, and she had to go to the hospital. Now, oh now came back today, and we went to an event last week just so I could meet some of the vendors and pass out some flyers. It's scary. It it, it, it is scary. Is. Um, and you might see one or two masks, but um, yeah, for the no. most part, nobody's walking around with a mask. Or and and no. it, it it's it's scary to get back out there. Not as scary it, as it is because yeah. the numbers have dropped. But there's there's being an increase of another uh, sh- strain of the virus, but nope. it's That's just. Why
4: I'm I'm just even though they're like don't you don't have to wear a mask I'm wearing my mask I wear it everywhere because yeah. they're not giving any straight answers on anything. Yeah. So I'm like, well, until then, I'm just gonna keep wearing this <laughs> mask. And, and what,
3: what school's a month away for the students to go back to school? I don't know where it's gonna be next month. Um, yeah, I, I know by October they're saying everything should be died down and it's your choice let's to wear masks or not, but I, I don't, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, with so it, we
4: positive that you know things are good in October at least, you know,
3: yeah. But I, I don't like just going out in public for the first time, it, it literally exhausted me just going out because it was a hot day, <laughs> it was an outside event. I was walking around. When we got home, we were so tired because we hadn't been out <laughs> doing anything for the longest time. And being oh, there, I think we got there about 1230 and left at like six o'clock.
4: Oh, that's a full cool day. I'd
3: And the hot sun, uh, we came home and it was like, oh, my God, uh, it was so hot. And that was in your an event called the um, Night of Terror oh. at the Roast. Yeah. The yeah. That is an that awesome, event. awesome coffee place. If you guys like to drive out of Los Angeles and go into San Bernardino County, I recommend uh, taking a visit to Roast the Dead Coffee Shop. That coffee shop is awesome. It's it's a horror-themed. It's got like um, a Michael Myers okay. inside there. They uh, went viral on
0: TikTok. I saw them the other day. Oh, side. my God. They're oh. so awesome.
3: Uh, their line was always an hour long. To get coffee at that event, uh, we we went back the next day because we weren't going to wait in the sun in that long line. <laughs> um, we'd rather walk in the shade or sit in the shade and walk around. But um, Roasted Ed, um, they have an awesome coffee shop, yes. Um, I've been
4: wanting to try them for like the longest time.
3: Yeah. i so good. <laughs> okay, is there anything else that you guys want to discuss? Because we're running out of time.
4: No,
0: I'm just, uh, I'm just excited to do this event. And I'm like, I know it's July, which means it's Halloween. So I mean, I'm, basically, I'm ready. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, literally, when I started planning this, it was probably mid-May. I was going off an old logo that was made from the event. And that's how it started. And then getting vendors on board and, and trying it within two months, we were being overwhelmed by the responses from other vendors trying to come in and i had way overbooked vendors by like 18 vendors but the response that i gotten for this has been incredible incredible the the amount of people that want to come on that can't come on i i apologize to them but we're going to have a two-day event already planned for next year and we already have guests planned for next year and so yeah
4: that's amazing yeah yeah i'm very 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 excited like it's been it's been cool to just have your show as like my focus because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could focus on anything else so I've oh, I've got like a new sign getting made like I'm trying to like put a dent in what I need to do to get done for the show but I'm really excited I think it's gonna be so much fun and It'd be fun to see everybody, and I'm so glad I'm gonna be stationed next to Kat. It's gonna be so great. <laughs> yeah, you
3: two are gonna be sitting next to each other, pretty much. Yay. Uh Down artist alley, uh, we have a tremendous amount of artists from comic book artists. Uh, I think we have ten comic book artists going to be there that are nationwide, and then we have a uh, local artists about um eight about eight local artists, which is pretty cool. And, um, and all of you guys, uh, the artists are just awesome. I, I can't wait to to have this event and have you guys in Artist Alley. And then it merges into um, the guests, which are um, Elaine Dietz from um, The Exorcist. Walter Phelan from House of a Thousand Corpses. He plays uh, Dr. Shane. Oh, um, so cool. Joe Bob Briggs, who does Shutter's uh, Last Drive-In. Macy Sahagin, who's a new actress who's done Appetite for Sin, and she uh, is the owner of the Manku Shop, John Massari, who is actually the composer and musician for uh, Killer Clowns. Oh, my gosh. I I went to the event last week where he was at, and he has a huge following that that goes wherever he goes. So those are... yeah, those are some of the artists uh, as well as the talkie podcast or the talkie horror podcast show. They're going to be there and uh, Grim, Life, uh, Grim Life Collective is going to be there, too. So awesome show. Can't wait to meet you guys. Can't wait to see you there. I know. Um, it's time for us to go. It's nice talking to you guys. It was it was great having you on. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you so thank much. You
4: for thank us. you. Thank you. Can we okay. just meet you in person?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to come fast. I, I mean, weeks are going by <laughs> so fast.
4: But. I know. I know.
3: Well, bye. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening to uh, my my public life as American nerd. Have a good day.